1: of the Catholic Cafe, I've got Thomas Patrick Dorian. Greetings, and I've got Ziggy Rodriguez here. That's me. Yeah, so uh, we are uh, we're excited today, uh, as you can tell from the tone of our voices, <laughs> that we are gonna we're gonna do another little mini series here. What? We love this series. We love what the, the shows that are related. You Used to not like them. I didn't like them because I thought like if you did a like imagine doing a series that's like twenty shows long. Oh,
0: you would lose and everybody. Then,
1: well, and then after and someone like misses like show number like five and six and then seven and then it's like well i've already missed three shows i'm just going to tune in at the end of it right i wouldn't see them till next year you know and it's Mm -hmm. like it's like that's not always good so but i love these little short series yeah you know and i love doing things in little groups uh because there's a lot of things in our faith that are related Mm -hmm. right everything kind of seems to to tie in you know, like the, the, the Lord's garment was a seamless woven garment, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. we read at the crucifixion. And it's like, I just think it's all kind of neat to see how everything is connected. Uh, and one of the things we talked about doing uh, is a series on the virtues. And uh, if we did a series on all the virtues, how many is that?
0: That's uh, 64, I Yeah, so yeah. we're
1: not going to do all 64 immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so we're going and we're going to we're going to start with the theological virtues. Yeah. Uh maybe we'll do a series on the cardinal virtues after that and then then we'll open up to the the other 50 however many <laughs> virtues 58 <laughs> virtues uh and that will be a long series but, yes. but but we'll dip into this because the virtues are so important and I, and I think it's awesome uh an awesome part of our faith, but also something that's sometimes slightly misunderstood. Sure, and maybe it's good to know a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but really to launch us into this discussion on the theological virtues, I do I do want to read uh, just a little bit out of Scripture, uh, St. Paul's letter, his first letter to the Corinthians, where we hear these three theological virtues of faith, hope, and love mentioned together and it's and and we've all heard this before and I'm just reading the back end of this little uh, uh selection from scripture because mostly we hear it at at weddings. Mm-hmm. This is the like the people's favorite wedding uh yeah. reading uh which you know starts love is patient love is kind. It is not jealous, you know. And and it's like it's beautiful. It's right. absolutely beautiful. It's focused on the theological virtue of love and of course St. Paul doesn't call it a theological virtue, but he says things about this that help you to realize what a theological virtue is. But I'll read the tail end because I think the tail end is kind of uh, powerful. So starting at verse 8, love never fails. If there are prophecies, they will be brought to nothing. If tongues, they will cease. If knowledge, it will be brought to nothing. For we know partially, and we prophesy partially, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I used to talk as a child, think as a child, reason as a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. At present, we see indistinctly as in a mirror, but then face to face. At present, I know partially. Then I shall know fully as I am fully known. So, faith, hope, love remain, these three. But the greatest of these is love. and I I love that. Because we start to, Paul is setting up this uh, seeming paradox, right? You know, in 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 like the, that we live incompletely. We live uh, in uh, definite. We we live in a way where things are not definitive, and yet the closer we get to God, the closer we get to to perfection. The more things become aware to us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from knowledge to prophecy, all these things. Uh, and and all this stuff is bound in love, and that's that's a very powerful statement. And I'm not talking about that scripture, but I love the fact that faith, hope, and love are, both, are all three mentioned here. Oh yeah, uh, in scripture, and how that's a, a, a beautiful gift to us. Um, but it, I think it's a great way to launch into a discussion of the theological virtues,
0: right? Well, the theological virtues, I mean, they're 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 different than the cardinal virtues uh, in a couple of key ways. Like, first of all, the object of the theological virtues is God right like the, the the cardinal virtues prudence moderation justice fortitude they, they all have different objects and their various sub-virtues have different objects but the faith hope and love i mean in the purest possible sense the object is god it's all about god um and then the other big difference is now i'll use a fancy word but then we'll, we'll explain in simpler terms what that means um the theological virtues are not what are called acquired virtues right and so like imagine like uh if someone's like exercising muscles you yeah. know in in a gym with the th- with the cardinal virtues like let's just ch- take an easy example like uh Temperance, right, and a form that's of sub- not an
1: easy one. Let's take <laughs> another <that> easy,
0: <laughs> but an easy one to understand. Example, uh, and, and, and like fasting, for example, is is a sub virtue of, of temperance, right? And so you're you're working that muscle. Let's say you're starting to you're saying I want to start fasting over time uh, uh, on a weekly you, basis. You increase
1: your ability to fast. You increase the you, you make your fasting more perfect. Yes, right. You so you're working the fasting muscle exactly, and then so then you are able to uh maybe the wrong term but to produce or the become a source of that virtue right or or it's or it's like it's produced by your working, by your
0: work, yeah you're, yeah, you're you're in the same way that you're gaining those muscles in your workout. You're gaining those virtues by make putting in that work and putting in that effort. Now, technically, if we want to get technical about it, like that, you could get you can you can grow in a version of the virtues. Even those who don't have faith, open charity. There could be people who have moderation towards sweets without having faith in God. Right now, doing it for God is the highest possible thing. right. right. But but right. but but you can still. It's just it's common sense. That the, uh, the the cardinal virtues; these are acquired virtues that you that, and, and and I guess to to be precise, all virtue, all the virtues are infused in us. But with the acquired virtues, you can build on what's infused in you through hard work. Right,
1: and so what we really want, we're not really talking about the cardinal virtues here. We're talking about the theological and what makes them different. And so that's what we want to say that the theological virtues essentially are they're sourced in God only exactly your right? gift they they are they are a gift from God and we can't while we can use the phrase to grow in faith or to grow in hope or grow in love we're really not like producing that virtue right. by what we do we are making ourselves more available to it in other words exactly. we're opening ourselves up and we're receiving that which comes solely from god
0: yeah and we can pray We can, there are things we'll talk about that like ways that you can make yourself more available to to receive an increase in faith hope and love and, and and there's also of course praying for it but yeah i mean just because you make yourself available and just because you pray for it there's not like a mechanistic thing where god is necessarily just has to you know god chooses to bless us right because he loves us but at the end of the day the theological virtues they are they are Pure gift from God Uh, and and I'm sure our separated brothers and sisters will love to hear Catholics say faith is a pure gift from God that's right (laughs) and that is Catholic for those who don't realize it, that's Catholic teaching yeah and I think it's an important for our Protestant brothers and sisters who are listening to to know that that is that is what we teach
1: so so again so the, the theological ver- virtues of faith, hope, and love, which is our little series uh, uh, that we're going to launch into or these uh, next three shows, yeah. uh, essentially is those those virtues uh, are are straight from God, and they're they're a gift from God, and there's and there's no uh, we don't have exercises that will make more faith, right? Right. So faith never comes out of us. Yeah. Hope never comes out of us. Right. We might be instruments, but those instruments again, the source is god
0: they are infused they are purely infused virtues and so and i think it's important also to distinguish in addition to distinguishing you know the theological virtues from the cardinal virtues let's just maybe distinguish also like uh faith from the other theological virtues you know faith it's similar to hope it goes hand in hand with hope you can actually you can describe faith if you want to as the substance of things hoped for right the stuff right. that you hope for is the thing that you have faith in right um one thing that's important is faith is primarily an intellectual virtue. It's primarily it's it's now it, you have the intellect and you have the will, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before in terms of like St. Thomas Aquinas. The will is involved because faith, in order for it to be active, we also have to give our assent to what has been to to how God has infused in our intellect faith, the gift of faith. We also have to give our assent to the will, but hope takes what 's received from faith, and hope it 's hope that applies it to the will, and then charity is the fulfillment of that so charity is when our will is perfected in God, a will in union with God, so in that way, all, all the theological virtues go together, but it begins with faith it right.
1: begins with faith and that 's why our series is going to begin with faith and we 're right. basically talking about the theological virtue of faith today. Um, it's good to see all that context there, so that now that we when we sort of dive into like what faith is, uh, you know, where again I I, I want to reiterate what what uh, Sam what you just said in terms of like that, that these are all connected. Yeah. Right. You you can't have faith without hope and love. I mean, they're they're yeah. connected, and, and you can't have hope without faith and love. You can't have love without faith and hope. They 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 all. Uh, They they feed on each other work with each other uh, and and there's an entanglement of those those virtues and it's important to understand that But we want to kind of break out and talk about faith specifically here in this particular show Um, And we can and we can basically say that faith is uh, you know key attribute of this faith is that it concerns that which is unseen
0: Yes. Oh, that's that's absolutely true. Like, and, and similar to hope in that regard, right? So, like the saints in heaven. They okay. Don't,
1: don't listen. To, we're getting into radical stuff now. People are going <laughs> to hear this. I want to. I want you to listen to the entire thing before you type your email out. Okay. So so you're getting ready to say some outlandish things that, that appear outlandish.
0: Right. Well. Because okay, so you wrote them
1: in bold on our so, show notes. So,
0: so shocking. The saints in heaven—they don't have faith or hope.
1: Okay, good. That's good. We got that down. And then also, this is next one is really important. <laughs> that
0: Jesus had no faith.
1: Yeah. See, I, <laughs> I love that. So, so I already people are going like, I am moving to the computer right now. I'm moving there because this is obviously heresy. But stop and think for a second what we're saying. Right. Uh, so w- these these like so if you're looking at hope, I mean, of course, the saints in heaven don't have. Hope and they don't have faith because they had faith and they had hope <laughs> right. in their in their earthly lives. Yeah, the the reward of that faith and that hope is heaven. Yes, so they don't need faith and right. hope anymore. It's all
0: charity, the order of charity, right?
1: yes. And if faith like is it concerns things unseen, well, that now they see like yeah. clearly. They are in the beatific vision. They are in the yes. very. The the very uh, grasp the 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 very sight they're looking eye to eye right. with God. Yes. So hope is no longer necessary. Right. Well, we hope we stay in heaven. That's not what they're thinking because right. Right. they're in heaven. Right. To be, and the Same thing with Jesus, and it sounds. Like, really radical, say, Jesus had no faith. You know? <laughs> it's like, that's, that sounds awful, but the reality is, if Jesus is God, and God is the source of faith, yeah. right, he has faith to give.
0: Right. He had the beatific vision. Jesus right. had the beatific vision. That's right, right.
1: But, but he is the source of faith. Oh, definitely. And it's a, and it's yeah. a free gift to us from God. Right. So from Jesus.
0: Oh yeah, like but, a great way to grow in faith. For example, if it and again, it's not a mechanistic thing, but if you want to make that a, a goal, and we'll talk about this later, is
1: a devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Right. Yes. I mean, like,
0: and there's a reason for
1: that. Yeah. Right. And 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 also this, um, you know, Jesus uh, lived a life. Of faith, right, right, in 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 a demonstrative way, like this is how you live, this is what you do, these are the things that you do, this is how you pray. All of these things were demonstrative to us. They were like, do it like this, be Christ like, yes, right. And that's why it's important to understand that he did not receive faith as a gift from his father, right, right. That he is against his, he's the purveyor. He deals in faith, right, right. And so that's that's why when you say those things, and we start to understand, oh. So, faith is something that we need. Yes. Right? Faith is something that we require, and God freely gives it to us.
0: Right. And, and, and I think that we, to, to state that more fully, we should go ahead and give a definition for faith. So, like, faith is the supernatural grace that allows us to see that what the, that what the church teaches is true. Right, um, and and you could also state that as saying the supernatural grace that allows us to see what uh, divine, what what God has revealed, God's is true. revelation,
1: divine revelation, right? But right. God,
0: but God has. When we'll talk about this, I think you know that our, our He has chosen to deposit the faith. Within a, within a church. Yes. You know, and, and but first, I think it's an important thing. Like, our, our separated brothers and sisters a lot of times have a distinction between, they say, like, well, there's faith or reason. And sometimes you have to set aside reason for faith. That is not what the
1: Catholics believe. And But, you know, everything in the Catholic Church, you know, is that way. Like, scripture and tradition. Yeah, Not yeah. scripture or tradition. That's right? true. We do both ands really well. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, and so, like, so... With regard to faith and reason, like just so you, uh, our audience knows, like some church teachings can be derived purely from reason. That's called natural law philosophy. St. Thomas Aquinas was a great gift to the church in, in developing natural law philosophy. In, in a work called Summa Contra Gentilis, uh, he derived all Ten Commandments by reason alone. Um, And before even Christianity, you know, people like Aristotle, he derived things about God from reason alone, like the prime mover theory and stuff like that. And And he derived attributes of God. But here's the thing. There's limits as to what reason can learn about God alone. At some point, at some point in St. Thomas Aquinas with natural law philosophy, he was trying to take us to the boundaries of what can be known just by reason. And then what's that point where revelation is required, right? And so... Uh, God has revealed truths to us. Those truths are also rationally coherent, coherent, right? Um, and but it's only by faith that we have the grace to see that what the church teaches is true. And we and it basically faith brings our reason alive in a way, uh, yeah. in a new way.
1: And I and I love the fact that when we're talking like this, we start to realize that with faith, with that that theological virtue of faith. Now there's this sort of radical, there must be not a radical possibility, but the radical reality of infallibility. Yes. Right? So, so faith is something that because faith exists, because it's a grace that comes from God freely to us as a gift, because faith exists, that necessarily means that there is something that is truth, right. that is ultimately true and essentially infallible
0: right so if we have like a multiplicity of opinions in the world as to what god has revealed that in itself is inconsistent with faith right so at the end of the day yeah i mean i I really invite our our brothers and sisters to sit and reflect upon that but the point at which faith is about is is the supernatural grace that allows us to see what the church teaches is true allows us to see what god has revealed god has revealed himself he's chosen he didn't. Re- he didn't. Re- he's self-sufficient, right? He's sufficient unto himself. He didn't need the church. He doesn't need us. God chose to re- to deposit the faith in a church, right? And he depo- And at the end of the day, if you don't have uh, a church, an infallible institution that is carrying forward the faith as as a unified faith, and every. And, and instead, you just have it where all these different people have different opinions as to what God revealed. There's something problematic about
1: that. I know, because what what really happens in the world so quickly is people say, well, your faith is different than my faith. Right. right. And and the problem with that is you can have faith in Catholicism, you can have faith in Buddhism, you can have faith in existentialism, you can have faith in nihilism, you can have uh, faith in all these different isms, and the reality is that's not really faith. Right. Because if faith as a theological virtue is essentially uh you know re- is revealed by God, then God wouldn't reveal himself as uh, imperfection or as right. in as, as, as in things that are errant
0: and Saint Thomas Aquinas, you know one of his teachings was that if you if you now heresy is an obstinate disbelief. you just say, I just absolutely I know the church teaches this, but I absolutely don't believe it. According to St. Thomas Aquinas, a doctor of the Church, that's sufficient for a complete corruption of faith. So this notion, mm. according to he, doesn't have any degree of patience with the notion of cafeteria Catholicism, mm. right? You know, where you can pick and choose things.
1: Well, you know? and, and that's the way. That's the way. Again, natural law actually works that way, right? You know, one bad apple, you know, or whatever. There's like, there, like, there, all to, to, to for a poison to taint something. Yes. it just has to get in there, and it just spreads. Uh, cancer does the same thing to the body. Right, and so this is what happens when you when you have, um, um, well, and um, what is g- not genuine faith? Right, right. So when you have, uh, I, I don't want to keep using the word heretical, but let's just say uh, error. Yeah. Right. That that could lead to obstinate heresy. It could re- lead to something uh, bigger. But the reality is still every little bit of sin, every little bit of turning your back to God. Can lead to total destruction and damnation at a certain point, and we don't want to get to that point, right? But but faith as a gift from God is something that leads us should lead us to Him. It does, but we have to receive it, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have to, we have to open ourselves up to it, um, and so I, I, do, I do want to um, I, I do want to go ahead and, and talk about now and spend some time on on faith in a way. Uh, if we're saying like, well, okay, then uh, Deacon Jeff, give me some of this faith. I mean, do y'all have it on the menu <laughs> there at the Catholic Cafe? Like, how how do we like how do we increase this faith in our life? Because we just talked about the fact that how do we uh, exercise that muscle? Yeah, I was gonna say the faith isn't a muscle we exercise in right. the same way that we that we would uh, do some of the other virtues. So how is it? So if we're you you said at the beginning, Sam, that essentially we uh, we uh, we increase our our retention of or we our openness to faith yes so if faith is like uh you know it's like rain from the heavens right um and so uh, how do we catch more of that of that faith what are things that we can do in our lives that make it so that we are more faith-filled. Well, pray, praying for faith, intentionally, specifically praying for faith. There's we, there's acts of faith,
0: hope, and charity that we can say. Renewing our baptismal vows. And the rosary uh, normally begins with a prayer for an increase in faith, hope, and charity. Being really intentional about that. Devotion to Our Lady can help. And as I mentioned before, devotion to, our sacred, to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. There are promises connected to helping us grow in the faith. I, I have to say, though, I think also go into confession, right? Because, you know all the virtues are infused in us like i was saying before if we're in a state of grace and that includes faith so if you're not in a state of grace you know that's the first thing to, to to deal with right but then also by going to confession we can also put our faith in action because faith gives us it gives us eyes to see what we're doing in our life that needs correction Right and and if we're not, um, you know, it gives us an opportunity to put our faith in action by bringing it in bring our lives in conformity with what God has revealed to be true about how we should right. Be, faith, uh,
1: it. Right, faith faith actually transforms us. Yes. Right? Because it's again, it's of God. It's 100% from God. Yes. And so it's it's it transforms us. It allows us to see our faults and to to recognize our the error of our ways.
0: And it can also help us grow in detachment. It can help us have a sense of understanding of why who am i why am yeah. i here you know it was the question that admiral stockdale asked right at the, in the in the vice presidential <laughs> debate but but the actual uh, but, but for for faith we get the, a resounding you know answer you are a child of god you have been loved into existence yeah. and and that i need to order my life around God that allows me to have detachment to the things of the world that allows me to grow in peace, you know. Uh, and, and you know, we have a world right now that's there, the world throws around words like peace and goodwill, like that's just something we can all work towards. No, it begins with faith. Yeah, you know, faith is the path to to, to peace and to goodwill. And also, by the way, with the confessional, I I have conf- brought into the confessional times where I've if there's areas of the faith that I've struggled in and not had. Had fully believed, or I had believed things wrongly, or taught things wrongly, or prayed things wrongly. I've brought that to the confessional, so I can get that sacramental grace in the confessional to help yeah. correct my my soul. You know. As so
1: well. tied to confession uh, is the the concept of having a spiritual director, and we can't yeah. say enough about uh, how a spiritual director actually can help uh, you uh, receive more more faith right that theological virtue because you're again making yourself more available
0: to order your life around faith you order your life decisions around faith saying like i want to grow in discernment i want to grow in my prayer life that in itself is a means of that, that that you're increasing your availability to god studying the faith yeah studying regularly and also teaching the faith you're you're you do a lot of catechesis i'm sure it by learning but, but by teaching, it probably helps you learn, you know. And, and I
1: tell people all the time that I learn something every time that I teach on something. Yeah. It's just part of a, It's an exchange that happens. It's beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also being careful about the music and the TV and the movies that we watch, rooting stuff out that we know is contrary to the faith and emphasizing giving our time to things that promote the faith. And that includes the people that we surround ourselves with, you know surrounding i'm not saying oh end all friendships with people who aren't catholic that's not what i'm saying but i'm just saying like if god's put people in your life who care about you growing in your faith and growing in virtue those are people to really lean Again, into i i,
1: I want to this one is this one's powerful to me when we're talking about like uh music tv the influences social media um and the, and the people that we hang out with yeah I, uh, like you know, they talk about like diseases and things like that being silent killers. Well, these these are really noisy killers. Yeah, <laughs> the music yeah, yeah. that we choose. Uh, and I, I, you know, as a younger man, there's certain kinds of music I liked uh, that occasionally I will listen to it now and go like, man, why did I like this? Or I love this music, but I, I, I just now have realized what the lyrics say. Right. You know, you know, Emerson, Lake and Palmer's "Father Christmas" song. They play it at Christmas all the time. But it talks about the fantasy of the Israelite. It talks about the mm. fact that Jesus is not who He is, who He mm. says He is. So it's actually not a Christmas song. No, it's, it's an anti-depressing all. Christmas song. It's so beautiful. you know <laughs> and so, so we need to listen to those things now and, and, and examine our friends. Now it's not you know you don't want to go to your next friendship, uh, right. gr- your group or whatever, and sit around and look at each other and go like, "Are you really good for me?" I'm I'm trying to discern now whether I should be sitting here with you. Right. But we do need to recollect. We really really need to look at uh, like what the influences in our lives are because they could really be sort of uh, uh, leading us down a path that's ultimately going to be destructive.
0: And, and I think, really, if they go to the US, USCCB website they'll, and they type in active faith, or just go to Google, type in USCCB active faith, you'll see an active faith, hope, and charity. Guys, I say this prayer every day it's been a huge blessing to me.
1: Yeah, so let's let's just go through the prayer. Oh my God, I firmly believe that you are one God in three divine persons, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. I believe that your divine son became man and died for our sins and that he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths which the holy Catholic Church teaches because you have revealed them who are eternal truth and wisdom, who can neither deceive nor be deceived. In this faith I intend to live and die, amen. So this is the the act of faith. It's a beautiful traditional Catholic prayer that we should all uh, be familiar with. Yes. And let's ask the Blessed Mary as we close this program to be with us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our, hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at DeaconJeff at com. Visit us on the web at